Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. When it comes to competitiveness, there's a lot of concern, obviously, right now with the competitiveness uh, in the oil and gas industry and everything that the industry in Canada is having to deal with right now. Uh, Certainly the issue that's been in the focus in recent weeks and months has been the price differential. And the contributing factors uh, of pipeline capacity, uh, issues with refineries, uh, all of that means we're leaving a whole lot of money on the table. The Alberta government uh, has appointed three envoys to reach out to industry to see what kind of ideas they would like to see. The opposition leader, Jason Kenney, offered the other day to work in a nonpartisan way with the government again to try to come up with different ideas in terms of how to address this situation. Uh, Part of that conversation has included the idea of production cuts, either voluntary production cuts on the part of industry or to even have government step in and issue mandatory across the board production cuts as a way of driving the price up. A new report out today, very timely, from Scotiabank Economics. uh, takes a look at the situation uh, that we're facing, uh, what could be done about it, and specifically whether it would be worth it uh, to have that kind of drastic government intervention. Uh, Rory Johnston is a commodity uh, economist with Scotiabank Economics at scotiabank.com. Rory, great to have you with us here today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Rob. Uh, you know, there's so many components to the situation we're facing right now. In terms of what it's costing, uh, in terms of lost revenue, are we able to to pinpoint that right now? So based on our estimates, and this is all relative to a situation where pipeline capacity is adequate and uh, and discounts for things like our benchmark WCS uh, grade of crude are, are more healthy. What we see uh, that level up being about $13 a barrel WCS versus the above $50 that discount rose earlier in the year. Uh, so based on what we're seeing right now, uh, we're looking at, an, at estimated losses to um, royalty applicable earnings in Alberta. Now, those those numbers are the, the revenues that, that are really applied uh, to royalties for things like the extraction of crude oil and bitumen. So those estimated losses are between 15 and 39 billion dollars, uh, billion dollars Canadian, uh, in ro- in those royalty applicable earnings relative to that scenario of adequate pipeline capacity. Now the lower end of that range is based on our current base case outlook, while the higher end of that range is based on discounts staying roughly where they are today. Now we see those WCS discounts on their own, kind of coming down through 2019 because of a combination of oil by rail capacity increases and production cuts that have already been taken by, by members of the industry uh, to, to shut in, you know, slightly less economic production assets. Well, yeah, and there, there are a number of factors that are contributing to it right now, and some of them evolve uh, on, on the refinery side and some, some issues there. But, I mean, is, yeah. is the biggest issue right now the lack of pipeline capacity? 
Absolutely. And and you mentioned uh, refineries and, and refinery capacity, uh, you know, downtimes do affect this, but they wouldn't affect it to the degree it, they currently do if we had more pipelines. Now, you can kind of think of it uh, with, with you know, refinery downtimes as we only have so many pipelines going so many different places out of Western Canada. If the consumer at the end of one of those pipelines shuts down for maintenance, then that, then that pipeline capacity isn't worth as much as it was before. So, it you know, all of this really does come down down to uh, pipeline capacity and rail capacity and the optionality of where Canadian oil producers can sell their product down the line. What about on the question of stranded barrels, uh, as it were? Because uh, the report points out that while the impact of the bottlenecks are large, the overhang of stranded barrels is relatively small. That's correct. So, so we estimate that about 140, 150,000 barrels a day is all that we're really above that current uh, combined capacity of oil by rail and pipeline uh, capacity. Uh, but, you know, those, that small overhang is having a very pronounced impact on pricing right now because the discounts are set by the final barrels clearing the market. And a lot of those barrels right now are having to find their ways, um, you know, outside of pipelines and rails to much more expensive means of, of egress, whether that's something like trucking it uh, across the border or, or ending up in an increasingly overfilled storage tanks in the province. Um, if we can clear those, um, whether through industry cuts or through government intervention, th- we expect that that would materially tighten uh, the differentials. Let's talk about government intervention. You, you'd alluded to some uh, voluntary cutbacks that, that, that have already taken place or are planned. But, of course, uh, there have been calls for the government to step in and mandate production costs, uh, mandate production cuts rather across the board. Uh, as the report points out, the bar for this kind of intervention should be a high one. What would the conditions be that, that would justify this? So I think the main condition that would justify any kind of government action would be if we're currently wrong on our forecast for WCS discounts. As I mentioned earlier, we, we see those discounts coming down on their own through the, through the balance of next year. But, you know, uh, discount blowouts have caught us by surprise before. If those discounts remain stubbornly high around, they are, around where they are right now, I think the argument for government intervention just at that margin is much stronger. However, if as we expect, those discounts do fall down through the balance of 2019. I think that the potential payoff from government intervention just isn't large enough to justify uh, such a such a heavy-handed and top-down move. Well, is it the concern about uh, precedent? Is the concern about unintended consequences? What, what is the downside of government doing this? I think that there are there are always unintended consequences of government policy, as well as um, in our modeling, we we modeled a perfectly efficient production cut from government. Uh, that likely isn't the way it would actually play out. There's likely going to be certain degrees of confusion. There's going to be people arguing about different production baselines, and it would likely take a while uh, for government and industry to agree on any kind of parameters for such a cut. So because of that, um, that kind of lower end of that potential payoff really needs to be higher than we're modeling in order to justify action. But the other thing that these, that you know, uh, exercising at least the, the thought process of what this government you know, intervention into industry could look like makes us more flexible both as an industry and as a country to dealing with potentially unforeseen um, events down the road. Now, an example of this was in 2017, in late 2017, when the Keystone Pipeline 
had an outage because of a spill. That backed up 500 or 600,000 barrels a day of heavy crude back into uh, Hardesty in, in, in Alberta. And that pre-filled a lot of the inventory that we could be depending on right now to keep those differentials smaller. But because these things happen uh, without much warning, this would provide government with at least a potential policy lever to think about uh, if the if the kind of blowout in the differentials works was extreme, like we like we saw uh, recently to above fifty dollars a barrel. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, well, people can read more again uh, Scotiabank.com/economics. Uh, Rory, thanks so much for your insight here. Appreciate making some time for us. Thanks so much, Rob. There you go, Rory Johnston, commodity economist with Scotiabank Economics. His thoughts on the price differential and uh, whether a government mandate, a production cut, is the way to address it. He says probably not. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.